Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Come through, Queen. I want to see you come through, Queen. Hi everyone, it's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come, Come Through, Through Queen. Queen. This is episode 49. Let's get sickening. Okay. This <laughs> week on Come Through Queen, we are celebrating the return of RuPaul's Drag Race and putting on our wetsuits to deep dive some of our favorite entrances throughout the season. Hallelujah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> In the news, we'll be discussing the new drama out of Real Houses of New Jersey trip, um, the Real Houses of Orange County salary news and rumors, uh, drag race ratings, and Abby Lee Miller quitting Dance Moms. Of course, we've got our shows Atlanta, Vanderpump Rules, and Beverly Hills, and Drag Race. And as usual, we'll close out the show with our One True Queen and the Freak of the Week. Hi, Brendan. Welcome back. Hi, Dan. We're like recording on a Monday. This is so weird for us. We're right recording now. on a Monday, but it's going to be released on Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Yeah. Um, it's my fault. I'm leaving this family again. <laughs> um, I will be reporting live from Beverly Hills um, for the rest of the week. She, she, she. Actually, at the site of the Beverly Hills Chamber of Commerce 100 anniversary party. Ooh. The Beverly Hilton. So I'll look out for Carlton. Wow. Yes. Um, How have you been? How was your weekend? I didn't see you, did I? No, I I just went to like a little birthday dinner Friday night and then stayed home and played Zelda the rest of the weekend. Oh yeah, because you were supposed to come over to my apartment to watch Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I kind of like settling in with it like on a Saturday morning. Yeah, sure. Except um, like you have to be wary of spoilers. Untucked was nice on the Saturday morning. Yeah. Oh, like yeah, you yeah. said, I woke up at a fresh seven o'clock. <laughs> no, just kidding. I woke up at like 11 and then I watched it. Yeah, yeah, um, We'll get into all of that yeah, a little we, later. Yeah, we have plenty of drag race to talk about. Yes. But let's go to New Jersey. Yeah. I, I, we're just like reporting on this a lot recently, I feel like, which mm-hmm. is a good sign. Hopefully there's stuff going on in this upcoming season. 
Um, we tweeted out and put on Facebook a picture of Danielle, um, Melissa, Melissa and Siggy, Sig. Siggy, like posing together in a little Snapchat filter. This is exciting stuff. Yes. <laughs> Tears of joy. Um, but do you want to hear? We also learned of a uh, possible new wife or maybe friend of, we don't know, Margaret oh, Josephs. Margaret Josephs. She now follows us all on Twitter. All three of us, me, Alex, and you. She reminds me of Victoria Jackson, from formerly of SNL, who's now the like conservative pundit mm-hmm. because of the hairstyle. She, her signature is pigtails. <laughs> this like 50-year-old woman... Keeps her young. Yes. Um, I'm, so I, we'll see what, what, what that turns into. But we do have some other uh, news out of their Boca Raton vacation. The New Jersey really knows how to do it up with these destinations. <laughs> I'm almost... Do you think it's a mid-season vacation? Like, I know Jersey traditionally doesn't go on, like, great vacations, but do you think this is one of those mid-season jaunts? I'm, I mean, if it was New York, it would be, because they... Uh, Florida jaunt is nothing. Like Ramona said, what did she say? It's like getting up to go to the bathroom at night or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but for New Jersey, it's the jaunt. Um, so apparently there's rumors going on. Um, they're down in Boca Raton. According to an onlooker, uh, the fireworks came out. I was, And this onlooker said, I was a witness to a major fight that went down uh, who spoke exclusively to the dirty. Uh, Melissa Gorga and Siggy Flicker got into it. And there was a lot of drama between them. Teresa Giudice seemed to have Siggy's back, though, uh, which is interesting because Tree and Melissa have been thick as thieves. Mm-hmm. Um, Dolores also had issues with Melissa. When asked if Danielle Staub was involved in the fight at all, they told us she was not. Oh, my God. Our neutral mother. Well, all the pictures of them in Boca were, like, all smiles, especially Danielle. And she's looking yes. great. She's looking great. Um... I'm happy for Siggy and Dolores getting into it. Yeah, they need to. They learned their lesson. I think they picked the right target, too. Melissa. Melissa is the only one that they could have gone against. Because you know what happens when people go go against Tree. Yeah. And then Danielle is on her best behavior, but I think she'll probably pull something down the line. Yeah, yeah. She wants to, like, stick around through the season. Like, she didn't want to come in crazy, I'm sure. Right, right. And she's not a Bethany who can come in a little crazy. Yeah. She's Danielle who everyone was like... <laughs> you are crazy. Hell to the no to the no, no, no. <laughs> um, but, like, no word on this Margaret Josephs person in this little tidbit. The only photo I saw of her was her getting out of that cab, weirdly. But I'm. it's, like, almost 100% confirmed that she's at least a friend of. She's been yeah. following them on... Twitter, her let's, like... Let's just pray this isn't a Melissa Gilbert situation. Melissa Gilbert? Jen Gilbert? Jen Gilbert. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Exactly. Not Sarah Gilbert's sister. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, they just, they need a new wife that can come into the mix Freshen and it's a little up. different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, we'll be interesting, interested to see how that plays out on the television. Um, but we, we got some... Orange County salary news. Tell us about those. This is very alleged. It's from Radar Radar, Online. Oh, God. It's like the worst to navigate. I'm like clicking things. When trying to just like effing copy and paste, I had to like click through seven pages. But you're flipping through photos. They claim to have some salary news from OC. And it's surprising. It's really crazy. So the news goes that Tamara Judge is paid $600,000 a season to fight with her friends, which is not that crazy to me. No, yeah, that's, I feel like that, if anything is like on the lower end for someone who's been on the show for 
Right. As long as she has. I think that OC women don't have as great of negotiating skills. Mm-mm-mm. Um, Except for like maybe... Vicky. Debrow. Oh, and Debrow. The kicker is that Radar is claiming that Tamara's son, Ryan, and his... The mother of his children, Sarah. <laughs> it said baby mama in the you, radar. Piece. You felt bad about that. <laughs> yeah. um, Raking $200,000 to be on the show as family members. Beating out. Beating out Kelly Dodd, who only was given $150,000 to come back again. Which I guess if... Oh no, I'm, I'm sure like... That probably includes the husband and, like, the crazy mom and the right. questionable brother. Like, I... This is my confusion. Like, does Brianna get a salary? Oh, yes. Where do you think that... It must fall above Ryan because oh, she's a yeah. bigger asset to the show. Yeah, because, like, she definitely comes to the show kicking and screaming. Right. She's willing to, like, <laughs> drag her mother through the mud. No, I meant like kicking and screaming in terms of like she doesn't want to be on the show, but the money's too good to pass out. Oh, I thought you meant like kicking and screaming. No, 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 no. Um. <laughs> anyways, this is Radar Online, so like. And Vicky's getting seven fifty, which as matriarch isn't like that impressive. She is the matriarch of the entire franchise, and I believe like Bethany makes a mill. I think. I think maybe even more. Eileen makes a million. Does Ramona make a mill? I don't know. Do Delilah Brooks and Belle Gray, what are their names? Do they make them? They, they make deserve it. They deserve some money. Delilah Brooks is the name of a drag queen that performs a boots and saddle. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, it's like, I take all this with a grain of salt, especially coming from Radar Online. Right. We just go there for like quick headlines that are fun. Yeah. Um, but we do have a great headline. Drag race ratings are in. This is this is an official headline from somewhere official. I forget where I grabbed it. I know from. Brandon like discussed the sources. I think it was the rap. Mm. Yeah, the rap sounds right. I'm sure like VH1 is probably uh, reporting, reporting on it. This, like they probably yeah. sent out a press release. Yeah, yeah. But everyone was worried moving to Friday nights. So what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Apparently, nearly one million viewers for Friday's premiere. Which more than doubled its viewership from last season's debut. Mm-hmm. And it's the show's most watched episode ever. Yeah. I mean, usually I would imagine the premiere is probably like the most watched episode. Yeah. And it also performed well on social, scoring its highest Twitter volume ever, according to VH1. Which is crazy, because like, people are out and about. People are partying. But everyone i know was watching drag race yeah one way except for me except for you (laughs) but like people from work were like what bar are you gonna go and i was like i'm going to club davis yeah (laughs) wait are you gonna be back for club davis next week oh no you're gonna be away oh my god when you when you get stressed out about this week i get back on monday oh yeah that's not good so next next week we can figure out a way to watch unless you okay flake out again no so let's talk about abby lee miller sure the 50-year-old dance instructor. For some reason, that's surprising to me, but I don't know why it's In surprising. which direction? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Announced her resignation from Dance Moms in an Instagram post on Sunday, accusing officials behind the popular Lifetime show of treating her like dirt after she wrapped up filming for season 7B. <laughs> I love it being called season 7B, because like Dance Moms, I, I think, never goes on break. Right. It's like Kardashians was for a while. 
Yeah. It's like um, Real Houses in New Jersey was for a while. Um, she wrote in all caps. Um, she said, I will no longer take part in Dance Moms. For the past six years slash seven seasons, I have asked, begged, and even demanded creative credit for all the ideas, award-winning routines, themes, and costuming to no avail. <laughs> she went on and on. It's worth going to read. <laughs> read it on her Instagram page. It doesn't um, even make any sense. Like... It's not like we think the dance routines are attributed to someone else. Like, right. What are you talking about? I don't know. But, um, if, and I'm sure she's a producer. Right. If you know. guys want, um, later this year, we might be doing a Dance Moms yeah, deep dive. Yeah, if you're into it, tell us if you're into Dance Moms. Tweet us. We have an expert that we can bring in um, whenever he's not on duty. Oh, God. <laughs> um, when is she going away is she going i, I away? think sen- we talked about the sentencing maybe around may is she going where to where Teresa was uh i don't think so because i think they where, where is she based out of pittsburgh or something yeah i feel like the northeast all goes up there mm, yeah minimum security yeah because she's like not it's not like she murdered someone it wasn't it something weird, like, like a kim d shit like embezzling <laughs> embezzling like australian money or not oh, you know, reporting on <laughs> australian money that she brought into the country the report that we read mentioned the fact that she tried to hide one hundred twenty thousand dollars in australia for some reason which i've never heard of like i've heard of like offshore accounts like swedish but not banks, that shore, yeah but not like that shore um, <laughs> <laughs> not that aussie shore uh, so I guess we'll see if maybe there's not an, a season seven C. <laughs> is it like seven A, seven B, seven C, or is it just seven A and B? I, I, it it sounds like an it sounds like an apartment an number. situation. <laughs> yeah. So luckily, we were able to get uh, a quick word from our friend Cody, who is a dance mom's expert. Uh, so let's take a listen to that. All right, everyone needs to calm their damn tits. I thought y'all were joking when you said y'all needed a statement. And besides, don't y'all film this on Wednesdays? I didn't know this was suddenly E! News Daily. You need a statement for me now, Juliana DePandy. Well, here I am, and I'm fucking livid. Lifetime... We would not even know Lifetime's name if it weren't for Abby Lee Miller. Abby Lee Miller made Lifetime a star. She made Lifetime a star. She made Maddie Ziegler a star. She made Sia relevant. Again, we wouldn't even know about Sia if it weren't for Abby Lee Miller. Because think about it. Where was Sia before Chandelier? She did that one song for Six Feet Under. Then she was in the background yodeling to rap tracks. That one... Hey, I heard you were a wild one. Actually, that sounded more like Cher is Sia. But the point being, had Maddie not made Chandelier a smash, we wouldn't know where who she is. And Maddie wouldn't have been able to make Chandelier a smash without, guess who? Abby Lee Miller. And for Lifetime to not give her creative freedom... When, have y'all, I've seen every episode of Dance Moms, all right, her Where Have All the Children Gone Dance is harrowing. Harrowing, how do you say that? Harrowing, harrowing. You know what I mean, it's that. It is an homage to the missing children of the world, 
to the Natalie Holloways out there, to the Kaylee Anthony's, to the Richard Simmons. Um, and I don't know. I mean, Abby has become unhinged. I love an all caps announcement. I text in all caps. I email in all caps. I love the sense of urgency that that conveys, but I was startled by her all caps message. Something's up, folks. Something's up. And, you know, I guess we'll have to see what how this plays out. And I just hope she's okay. I have not seen her this worked up since her poodle died and she got it um, not refurbished. But what is the word when they stuff it? Um, oh, my God. Taxidermy. She got her freaking poodle taxidermied. That's how unhinged she was. And if I were those lifetime producers, I'd be watching my ass because she's going to come taxidermy their ass. She ain't playing around. An homage to the Richard Simmons of this world. <laughs> she got her poodle refurbished. Guys. We would like to. We weren't. We weren't qualified to speak on Abby Lee Miller, and thankfully Cody came through as a clear Abby Lee Miller stand. Um, we would like to state that Cody's views and opinions do not represent those of this here podcast. <laughs> he really brought us on a a journey, a, an emotional journey. <laughs> um. So yeah, if you would like to hear more on uh, Dance Moms. From Cody specifically, let us know. And we'll have him on, or any subject. We'll have him on E! News Daily. Apparently <laughs> on <into Pandy. laughs> Um, So what we're going to do is take a quick break, and we will be back with uh, Atlanta and the rest of our shows. So stay tuned. We're back in Atlanta. I feel like there was no transition. We were in Hawaii one minute and back in Atlanta the next. Right. And we're getting ready for the cargo show. Oh, God. This Ugh. was not the best episode. It, this was a snooze episode. Especially when, because, like, it's carried by Cynthia, which. Oof. She took it. She, she decided to hold the cargo fashion show in Kenya's sex dungeon. <laughs> you mean candy sex dungeon? Oh yeah, candy sex dungeon. Uh, no, I tried to Google this um, gallery because, like, when I'm watching Atlanta, because I'm from there, I like oh, yeah, to like, see where it the... is. I couldn't find it, mm-hmm. so it could have been made up. Just <laughs> no, it was like called Street Gallery, which is like the hardest thing to look up because most galleries are on a street. Yeah. Um, she will not be paying Cairo for his modeling work, and I actually want to know, like, is this? typical or is it just her making up modeling rules like is it normal for like a a child's first gig to not be paid like we're amelia Earhart and hey there delilah (laughs) i didn't know that that uh pilot was a model as well (laughs) but her and delilah bell gray Mm -hmm. no i bet tommy paid her I think like when it's like a local gig, <laughs> like modeling backpacks. I loved how it flashed back to that scene that we had already seen of Cynthia breaking the news. It's in saying that Cairo would get a backpack. And yeah. Straight like only one. She tried again and still just one backpack. Um, did you notice that former Destiny's Child member Latavia Roberson 
was in the audience. No. <laughs> like, they, they, like, during, while, like, everyone was taking their seats, they did, like, a little montage of, like, notable people there, which, like, most of them I did not know, but Latavia, I did. Did it say, like, it said friend former, of? No, it said former Destiny's Child member. Oh. And she recently was in the news... Because she tweeted, Christina Aguilera's Bionic album was ahead of its time three days ago. <laughs> I like how you say, like, in the news, like, w- like it was in the larger the news, news of my, of my like, life. The news of this household. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, so that fashion show, they tried to make, like, a plot. They tried to create a plot point of, like, Cairo being late. Oh, Sheree was not happy about that. She was tweeting up a storm about that. Um, Cairo looked good. Yeah. <laughs> Can you like buy these backpacks? Is it like a is it like a Caroline a Manzo situation where she's like making candles but you can't actually buy them? No, there's a probably a fashion show is like so distributors or whatever can buy, pick them up, right? A fashion with no fashion. <laughs> it's like when Sonia showed her line and not mm. all the right people were there. Like Heather was like, I'm not seeing the buyers. No, but Madonna was there. But Madonna was there. <laughs> they just wouldn't let her in. See, we always only want to talk about New York. <laughs> and in one week's time. In one week's time is our 50th episode, which also coincides with Real Housewives in New York premiere, which is where we started last year. Yeah, what, what, what motivated us to get off our asses and actually start Come Through Queen. Exactly. Which we'll talk about next week. Yeah, sorry, I just wanted to like talk yeah. about New York. No, no, but I just um, mean like the the genesis. Yeah. Um, A baby nup. A baby nup. I, I'm bored. I, yeah, I'm bored, but I did take to Google and, like, look to see if I could find, if she just, like, searched for it on Google and printed something out. That's what I was thinking. Like, she just, like, looked up prenup and cert- changed every word to baby. <laughs> well, I didn't think that. Because <laughs> I couldn't picture her putting that much effort into it. She had, like, a stack of papers on her, like, bed next to it. Like, I have this notebook, but it doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She came prepared. Um, I did, like, earlier in the episode when Candy... I don't know, like, what... I think the, the Burris family was just gathered. They're always and, just sitting around a room. And... The old lady gang was talking about, like, how Candy just got back from her vacation. And they were like, oh, like, we're not allowed to go on trips because we'll eat those hoes alive. And I, like, gasped. I know, and it made me think that Mama Joyce has actually asked to go on trips before, but they won't yes. let her because it would be, like, too much of a liability. But, like, send the whole gang. I know. Um, I want to go to old lady gang, and I hope it's open next time mm. I go to Atlanta. Yeah. the food looks good. Yeah, next week's episode has, like, the friends and family opening. I feel like that may still be the only people who can attend Old Lady Gang. Well, yeah, like, two days ago on Instagram, like, Candy posted a video of, like, the soft opening. It's like, how long is this taking? It takes a village. Like, yeah. Um, The thing I was maybe most excited about was the return of Johnny Winston. <laughs> Every, okay, so, like... When I'm watching a Real Housewives episode or something, like, by myself or whatever, then all of a sudden I'll start getting texts from you and Alex. And it's, like, always about something that, like, I just didn't expect someone to care about. <laughs> Last night, all of a sudden, you were talking about Johnny Winston. And I had forgotten he was even part of the episode because I was on to, like, watching, like, Kardashians. Well, I'll start this off by saying I love when Phaedra's in, like, attorney mode. There's usually, like, a Chanel piece involved. Like... <laughs> A brooch or a little neck piece or something. Um, And she's meeting up with, like, the attorney that she's referring this case to. Right. And Johnny Winston is back. 
not only with the claim that he was working and not getting paid or like that she stole Lady Gang from him, but also now apparently a mother's love was his baby (laughs) that she stole. (laughs) (laughs) And Katie was on Watch What Happens Live that night and she was like, a mother's love is about my relationship with my mom. How did I steal this from Johnny Winston? I love him. His Instagram is like so scary. So thoughty. It's it's like a bunch of, it's always like the same fur blanket that he's laying with and like his shirtless torso. Mm-hmm. Love him. Give him his own spinoff. <laughs> um, and then the only other plot line from this episode was that dark Kenya and Matt Kenya at the Barks Fifth Avenue. <laughs> The only thing, okay, I have a couple things about this Kenny in this episode. She doesn't have a doorbell, which is something I know. Like, did she forget to install one? It's like on the list, I'm okay. sure. And then, like, it was just them and that poor clerk at Barks Fifth Avenue. That white woman. Who yeah. was dressed like she was about to go to the club. Yeah, probably because she knew she was going to be on the show. Um, <laughs> but, like, they left the dogs, they left Twirl and Squirrel in there with they that can woman. fight for themselves. <laughs> What were you going to say before I cut you off? No, I was going to bring up that white woman. (laughs) Um, And then they go and fight in a weird, like, hallway that, like... Yeah, well, this isn't the first time this has happened this season, but, like, this isn't precedent for... I mean, this isn't, like, normal business for Atlanta, where, like, she storms off and you see cameras. Right, you saw all the producers scrambling. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they, like... Where they were fighting reminded me of, like, the room where you throw your trash away. Yeah, yeah, you're right, (laughs) actually. (laughs) Um, and I couldn't really make heads or tails of the fight. All I know is like Matt was like on the verge of tears. And he like, accused. He said that like something about Kenya calling him to wanting to have sex and and his a truck. truck. Yeah, but also like why was the fight occurring? Because because he brought up things that she didn't want to talk about. I guess. I think she only wanted to talk about the dogs. And also, like, you invite your ex-boyfriend to your dog's birthday party. I realize it's a plot point to get them together, but it's just, like, something's really loose there. And that was the most depressing store ever. Yeah. It was, like, in an inside shopping center. It wasn't quite a mall. You should go report there and buy something for your nephew dog. Lenny? Yeah. (laughs) Buy him a Lenny letter. Or or Cowboy or Conway. Yeah, Cowboy's the one that you, like, are constantly tweeting about. Well, yeah, because he's beautiful. (laughs) I mean, Lenny's beautiful, too. Just not as beautiful. Uh, so oh, sorry, Molly. Oh, forgot that Molly listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Lenny's beautiful. All Don't do- confront me about this. All dogs are beautiful. <laughs> um, the preview is Apollo's fiance showing up to Old Lady Gang next oh, week. That- which does seem interesting. She seems like a star, actually. Yeah. She came in like, hi, ladies. It's like very, very Kim G. Hi, yes. Danielle. Um, so I think that's next week's episode. And then maybe the following week will be the finale. Chateau Charest. Yes, which I totally forgot was going to happen. But yeah. that's Kim's back. And Candy on Watch Happens Live said that her and Kim had an interesting exchange. Yeah, so. That they might be friends in the future. And with rumors that Kim and Nini will be back, that'll be interesting to see. Yes. Uh, so let's take a quick break and we'll be back with... Vanderpump Rules and Drag Race. Yes, Gaga. All right. All right, we're back to talk about Vanderpump Rules, the season finale. The wedding. 
the wedding. We, yeah, we just picked up right off of them walking down the aisle. Mm-hmm. Lisa Vanderbump is a good officiant. Star. Star of the show. Just really great. Everything was beautiful. I mean, every time she pops up on the show is a pleasure versus Beverly Hills. <laughs> Where it's a chore. Where it's a chore. I know that I'm in the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The... Minority? Minority. <laughs> but um, I like her on Beverly Hills still. She had some stability that I don't think like Kyle can do for herself. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, so there were a lot of things that happened during the ceremony, and you kept on saying different... You have different opinions on like things you like and don't like about oh. a ceremony like that. Oh, yeah. Like, you didn't like Tom's joking around. Yeah, I don't, like, love a comedy act during the ceremony itself. We are the comedy queens. <laughs> um, and then you said you had a problem with the volume. Oh, well, no, no. I don't have a problem with the volume, because obviously this was set for... Television. Television. But I don't like when a wedding has bad audio. Mm-hmm. Like, in real life. Right. Because I've been to many weddings where you can't even hear what's going on. I feel like it's a, like an oversight people don't think of. Yeah, get some mics in there. Get some mics. Get some blue Yeti mics, like, come through, Queen. <laughs> um, oh, my God. <laughs> and, uh, sponsorship. Uh, yeah. No, I just run into, like, a bunch of weddings where, like, you can't hear what's going on. Yeah. I know you didn't love Tom's, like, song and dance comedy special, but I thought it worked out in the end. He was able to, like, reel it back in, and, like, mm. he had everyone jerk in tears. Yeah, it wasn't, like, too bad. Um, but Duty was even crying in the confessionals. Yeah. Like, talking about how she introduced them. Love tears from Duty. And just to jump ahead a little bit while we're on the topic of Kristen Duty, I hope this is, like, a preview of next season being centered around her. Oh, she should get the peach and get, yeah. get engaged. Carter and Kristen forever. Do you think they would give Carter a tray? Hopefully. He's not been big enough a player. Like, Brittany doesn't even have a tray at this point. No, I think Brittany is a tray. I don't think so, but I could be wrong. We'll, something we can look into. <laughs> we'll check in later. Um, what else about this episode? There was a lot going on, and it was, like, really, 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 really warm and lovely the entire time. Ariana. Let's talk about Ariana and oh, yeah. new... Stanship. Well, I kept like hollering during this episode that like I'm begrudgingly on Ariana's side. Well, she looked good. Oh yeah, beautiful look, beautiful groomsman. Um, uh, she had the moment later in the episode with Stassi. I know, and like if we did not know what has transpired since, this would seem as though they There's were building bridges. Yeah, and I hope they do going on. I don't think so immediately, but maybe in season six will all be all about their sisterhood. I want a blonde versus brunette season. <laughs> um, we did get the unwell speeches from the triplets. Billy spoke twice because Brandon shy. Yeah, I'm sure. Sh- <laughs> I'm sure they all have their flaws. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they have a lot of those. Um, other good things. Yacht, yacht Rock Party. This is a thing. Wait, Alex was telling us about this during the episode. I think it's like a very, like, like pe- people who get, like, timeshares in the Hamptons. Like, white people love it. Yeah, like, summer house <laughs> people. Like, rosé mm, yacht mm, parties. Mm. Like, wear a nautical striped shirt. Yeah. And, like, get drunk and, like, end up in a bush somewhere. Mm, 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 mm. Um, Jax tried to be a little trickster. Oh, my God. 
Trying to ham it up for the camera. We get like a little <laughs> moment of him and Brittany, and he's like acting as if he wants, he's about to break up with her on the spot. Acting as if he's at Laura Lee's Nar- Narcotics Anonymous meeting. And Brittany goes, He was this close to getting his dick chopped off and fed to the chickens. Oh you sound like Cody. Right <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, and then we got the we got the parallel Tom, like sort of asking Ari if she wants to marry him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then we get Lisa getting some businesses going at oh, this yeah. wedding. Tom Tom GPS. I cannot wait till Tom Tom opens. Are you gonna run? Don't walk there when yeah. you're in LA next uh, this upcoming week. Um, well, I don't think it'll be open by the time I'm there. Maybe it is, and they just like kept it on the hush hush. Maybe, maybe they'll you, do a big unveiling. Or you tomorrow. could be like at the friends and family opening, since you are a close personal friend of Lisa Vanderpump, old lady gang. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, but uh, I hope they open it. I hope that you and Alex are able to eventually get married in the garden there. <laughs> At Tom Tom. Lisa will officiate. That's nice. And then she'll open a business with you. Call me Lisa. Um, are there, until we get to the end of the actual wedding, is there anything else you want to talk about? Because I want to talk about the very end of the wedding. Sure. Um, we have the speeches. And another nitpicky thing I have to say about weddings is that speeches during the wedding, a common pitfall that people fall into is talking about one member of the couple like as if this is a tribute episode or like a roast and tom sandoval fell into that and he fell into that trap the speech should be about the couple which stassi followed that rule but dropped a few f-bombs which i thought was a little declasse for a wedding speech well it's vanderpump rules um tom sandoval fell into that trap because i don't think he has anything nice to say about katie He's like in love with Tom Schwartz. That's true. He wanted he wanted this to be his woods wedding. Oh my god. His wooden wedding. Um I forgot to mention that during the vows, I think it was, that Schwartz he said we we almost became another failed romance in La La Land. I know. The La La Land promo. And then Katie's um vows mentioned moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> they did not. Um Okay, yeah. Whatever you wanted to say about the end Just of the wedding. Just the very the way that the end of it was edited, it was like showing all the couples. First they showed mm. Lisa and Ken oh. and then they showed I think Carter and Kristen. And it was like they wrote like Carter and Kristen yeah, yeah. underneath it. Then like Tom and Katie, then Ariana and Tom. And then it just goes to Stasi. By herself. Just, cheese stands alone. And then even worse. <laughs> It goes over to Sheena, and it just has her name, but she's kissing Shay, and then it separate, it like cuts, and it shows the Shay part of it, and just says Shay, Sheena's husband. Shay, Shay. They did them so dirty. Well, they've been doing them dirty all season. I know. So, speaking of that... Well, one one thing I forgot... Not only did Lisa propose the business to Tom, but when she proposed it to Tom Tom, he had his, like normal i mean usual responsibility freak out yeah which just like how does he sustain himself well these salaries i don't know like we we know very little about the vanderpump rule salaries and he might have been able to get a bigger one because he never had to work for her yeah and he was like the centerpiece of this whole season essentially that's true um, okay, the three months later. I, it's so exhausting. I think that if they weren't all real friends, Sheena would be off the show next season. Oh. They just, like, she didn't bring anything all season, and then, like, this is the most depressing. 
thing. Yeah, but she's going to have an interesting season next season. Yeah. Isn't she, like, dating a Power Ranger or something? <laughs> um, maybe? Is no. she dating Becky G? <laughs> yes, Becky G. <laughs> no, I, someone said, like, all the Vanderpump Rules kids were at the Power Rangers premiere. premiere and, like, so, someone said because she's, like, involved with one of them, I want to say. I feel like they just, This like, could be a fan fiction, too. I think it is. I think they no. just, like, invite, like, influencers to these things. No, but Sheena's, like, with a man right now. Yeah. I've seen a picture of him. Yeah. She, like, staged, like, some photo shoots with him on the beach. He very well could be a Power Ranger, for all we know. It's not the Yellow Ranger, because that's Becky G. Could Star be, of the movie. Could be any of the other ones. It's not Rita Repulsa, because oh, yeah. that's Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we have the reunion, and that's that. Yeah. So we'll check back in with that next week. Uh, so what we're gonna do right now is take a quick break. We'll be back with Brendan's thoughts on Beverly Hills, and then my response to his thoughts. Yeah, we're <laughs> and we're time traveling. <laughs> we're ta- we're prepared to blast off into the future. And then after that, we're gonna come back, and I'm here again with Dan. <laughs> and we'll sound drunk still, but not during the Beverly Hills moment. <laughs> so stay tuned. So, this is Brennan reporting from the future or the past or wherever I am. By the time you hear this, I will be at the Beverly Hilton, enjoying the sights and sounds and the memories of the Beverly Hills Chambers of Commerce 100th anniversary party where Yolanda yelled at Ken after Ken yelled at Yolanda. Um, back in the episode, here we go. So, we're back at it with the cocaine allegations. I... I... I'm loving this storyline. I know it's bad to love it, but I do like Elisa Rinna goes crazy as long as it's not in the direction of Kim. We get that iconic line that was actually supposed to be, fun fact, the name of this week's episode of Come Through Queen, but Dan and I forgot that it was happening. <laughs> I have two little babies, but they live in a coke den. Um, I will say that Alex does a lot better impression for me, so maybe Dan can splice that in at some point. You don't have to, but just a suggestion. Um, we do a little bit of shopping with the girls. Erica looked great. And then Eden, like, the only moment she was present was just buying Erica a ring, and Erica and Lisa for a second thought it was, like, worth more than $1,000, but it wasn't. Um, we get to hang out with some dogs. Eileen almost wants to adopt one, but can't for some reason. But then we're back in America. Erica and Eileen made up, thank God. And I know it's real because they were tweeting at each other all night tonight. Um, we're on The Young and the Restless, and then we're also on Kyle's Dumb Show, which actually I don't even think is going to be on TV Land anymore. It's going to be on some weird channel. Erica's greatest, Farrah Dubois. Then we jump over to everyone getting ready for the party. Um, the only people who seem to actually be keeping in the actual theme are Erica and Kyle. Um, Erica looks great in a troll wig, and Eden looks, or not Eden, Dorit looks terrifying in a gold plate head. Um, blah, 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 blah. Camille Grammer disregards the um, theme altogether and just comes in emerald green, which. Love her for that. So I'll end by saying one of my favorite lines from the night and pop culture and the pop culture lexicon. Shut up. You know that? Be quiet. You know what else? Have a nice day. Yeah, so that was Brendan reporting from the future. And I, too, am taking a spaceship from the future to 
give you guys my thoughts on Beverly Hills. So I'm not going to reiterate what he already talked about, but there were a few minor moments that he didn't mention uh, that I think are worth mentioning. <laughs> I liked when Renna was in the hotel talking to, I think it was Delilah Bell, and she like got disconnected and was waving her phone around looking for reception. It just seemed like a mom thing to do. Um, I'm glad that Eileen, Erica's sisterhood, is intact. And... Oh my God, when PK was saying Erica should call her husband, it's been six months. What does PK know? <clears throat> uh, when Lisa was preparing for the party with Kevin Lee, she addressed him as she, 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 rather than his actual name. And I thought that was pretty funny because she, she, she is an iconic Beverly Hills uh, catchphrase, I guess. Uh, this was the second time this season Erica Jane used some RuPaul's Drag Race terminology uh, by saying we're not doing wedges, that's not our gig. Uh, some Alyssa Edwards terminology there. So that is just really setting the scene for her eventually becoming guest judge, hopefully next season. Uh, I love when Rena assaulted Delilah Bell for saying that she seemed drunk. Um, and because she was like, how do you know what drunk looks like? And the theme of that party, Diamonds and Rosé, we didn't get to see much of it, but Vanderpump gives us one final Ariana Grande look for the season. So, uh, we get to see Eden flip out next week, and that'll be interesting because she's been a little quiet mouse. Um, and it's the season finale, hallelujah. Um, so that's it for Vanderpump Rules, and we'll be back in just a moment uh, back to the future, back to the past with uh, Vanderpump Rules. So stay tuned. All right. Welcome back to the future. Yes. Oh, no, that... we're back to the past. Back to the past. I don't know how those movies work, actually. Well, yeah, but just it. in general, we're in the past again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Drag yeah, Race, it's back. Yeah. Um, I've been anticipating this for so long, especially since finding out that Gaga was in the first episode. Yes, Gaga. Um, we had initially planned on watching together as a family. Oh God, you are really <laughs> trying to make me feel bad. <laughs> um, but then something suddenly came up in that Dan and Alex front. Um, so I had to keep my plans, my viewing party intact. Mm-hmm. Um, so I watched live. I watched the VH1 whole shebang. Not only did you watch live, you watched it live. Twice in one night. (laughs) Well, what had happened was that people were running late to my party. Mm. And so, like, someone showed up halfway through. So we just rewatched it afterwards. Okay. Uh, I watched it the morning after. And normally I would, like, try to hunt down some sort of streaming thing. And I was like, you know what? Let's give them their $3. (laughs) (laughs) I bought it on iTunes and I feel, I felt like very good about it. Cause it's like the second best thing you can do. Other than watching it like live on VH1. If you're not giving them the Nielsen ratings live, then buy it on iTunes. Everyone should like, before they go out and watch at the bar, like turn their TV on, put it, leave it on VH1. And, like, do a service. Do a good yes, service. Yes, agreed. Um, so I think this is a good time to cut to our call from Lucy Silverman. Yes. Who has some thoughts specifically about the way it was set up on VH1. Yeah. So let's take a listen. Hi, this is Lucy with my brief but passionate thoughts on Drag Race. 
Uh, the only other time I've used this record feature was uh, to record Countess Luann, but that's a different story. So thoughts on the episode was they crammed a lot into a short amount of time, which was intense, but I also would have liked to see more footage of them in the workroom. I feel like you get to see their personalities better when they're just on their own rather than when they're doing, you know, testimonials. Um, I loved all the Gaga looks. They were amazing, and she was a great judge, super articulate, um, especially in the untucked footage. That was great, and I love a French twist, so I was really impressed with her. Um, everyone was sad to see Rue out of drag, but I didn't really mind it, but what I did mind was Wendy Williams' live show in between the commercials. She is such a parasite, and whatever they paid her to do that was way too much. Okay, those are my thoughts. Bye. Thank you, Lucy, for calling in. Uh, yes, so many points, but first Dan has something to say. Yes, Lucy brought it to our attention that it is a Come Through Queen listener's birthday this week. Uh, Caroline Lyle, we want to both wish you a very happy birthday. Come through. <laughs> yes, she turns something on the 28th. I don't know what age, but whatever yeah, age it yeah, is. You don't, you don't ask a woman her age. I didn't ask. I just said. <laughs> okay, so happy birthday, Caroline. Um, but Lucy had some points to bring up. Okay, first of all, before we even start, I want you to send whatever Luann audio footage you have <laughs> yes anonymously to come through queen we'll play next week will be a perfect time to play it because yes. new york's coming back second of all um i know dan wanted to talk about this too before the more time in the workroom thing just the format of the entire episode because it was a little different yeah it was a very weird episode and they've done super-sized episodes in the past and i'm surprised they didn't do that for this premiere right and why do you think it was like felt so rushed well, there's like many aspects that appear rushed. First of all, Rue was only in his yellow suit the whole episode. Mm-hmm. The first time we ever got a runway without Rue in drag. Right. Which was like jarring. Right. I think what it came down to was that Gaga gave them a day, only a day I, to do everything. I don't even think like a day. I think like six hours. Well, yeah, maybe. But like they got... This whole episode, they got her on Untucked, and they got 15 minutes on the podcast. And it was clearly, like, all done that day. Right. Right. Um, so, that was a pity for, like, especially makeup-wise for the girls, like, transitioning from their walk-in outfits yeah. to the second outfit. That's why it was such a big feat um, that uh, uh, Nina was able to change it up so quickly. Yeah. Um, I think it was also... Was on this like whole train of like Gaga's influence in the first episode, I think she didn't want to do an, an elimination. Really, you don't think she was like, "Oh, I want one of my new songs from Joanne to be performed," and Rue was like, "Nah." Well, Joanne's not even out at this point. I know, but they could have like given them a track. Yeah, uh, yeah, I I could picture like. Her not wanting to eliminate some like she because like you, if you've seen her on like American Idol or some of the, these other shows like she always like loses her mind and starts like sobbing right and I think she just wanted to be like the nurturer mm-hmm. which is why she did the untucked she was excellent uh, well I was saying well when we were rewatching tonight like give me Gaga on every episode of Untucked yeah 
Like, I, that would be the perfect... I don't want her as a judge, but that would be perfect just to be the Tim Gunn. And then... I, I love how she called it, like, a workshop or something. Yeah. <laughs> she was so into it. But the Gaga looks. The Gaga looks. So top look to you and bottom look. <clears throat> of the Gaga looks. Um, you can do, like, a couple yeah, yeah. honorable mentions. Well, Nina Bonina, like, was the clear winner. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, like, anyone in Untucked was questioning whether or not she would be in the top was insane to me. Well, that was, like, Eureka shaking in her boots. Yeah. I think, like, the reason why she was the clear winner was because you either need to do, like, a pitch-perfect, like, is that Gaga look... Or you need to, like, have your own take on it. And she had her own take on it. Yeah, like, you can't do the Havsies take on it like Peppermint did. You have to do, like, a complete different take on it, but that's still honoring the original look. Yeah. Um, other honorable mentions. I like the person, the bald person from... Um, Sasha Valor. I like her look. Your pop could be oh, anything. applause. Yeah. Um, well, she really got into it. That That was, like, the only moment of the show where I, like... Like, noticed her. Noticed Sasha Valoria. And then, um, Valentina was a surprise hit for me. As, like... It was the CFDA Awards Yes, look. where she showed up with her sister, like, Angry New Yorkers. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's, like, from the era, and you guys can go listen to our Lady Gaga episode, where I, like, know every little thing. But, like, <laughs> I was, like, regularly, like, Googling Lady Gaga just all the time, and I remember, like, all the aspects of that night. As for the bottom looks, um, I think we might both agree on this. Kamora Black. Yeah, that wasn't going to be my number one go-to. My number one oh. go-to, and actually, my number one go-to would be Shea Coulee. Which was Shea's look? The attempt at the monster ball. Oh, yeah. Like, look with the urine hair. It just was, like, a sad attempt at that wig and a sad attempt at, like, something that was actually mechanical. I think the reason I appreciated that more than the Kimura look was that at least that was an actual iconic look. Mm-hmm. Like Kimura doing like Lady Gaga on the go. Like it wasn't even a moment. Right. And she tried to like say like that doing a iconic runway look or something was a cop out, which it totally isn't. Which I want to do a quick aside. The way this was produced, they so clearly cleared each of their looks. Right. Like they said, you have to bring a Gaga look, tell us what it's going to be. And I have the feeling that like, they said no to some because of overlap. Like they didn't want the Madonna kimono fiasco all over again. That makes sense. Um, also James Mansfield, obviously. <gasps> D- Dan well, has James Mansfield in his like, uh, yeah. drag fantasy league thing. So is a- an apologizer for her. So as a quick aside, Joe Reed is doing a Drag Race Fantasy League that we're both in. He's been on the show before. My three picks were Nina Bonina, Alexis Michelle, and James Mansfield. Which, that last pick may not have been the best choice. But she came off like charming. Remember when we did that like intro video uh, episode like a month ago? Yeah. She came off well during that. But like... I, I should have known better because those videos mean nothing. And like people who are end up being great come off. Yeah, those were the videos where like everyone was calling Katya like a cheap Willem knockoff. 
back in the day. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Um, Dan called my picks weak. Well, who are your picks? Peppermint. I love, and we all know I love peppermint. Eureka, who we'll get to more on her in a second. And then um, Pheromone. Well, we have someone who has something to say about uh, Eureka. Eureka. So let's take a listen from our guest from last week, Hillary, uh, who is here to chime in on Drag Race. Hi, guys. It is fan favorite guest, Hillary, calling to give you some Drag Race thoughts. One, love the judges panel. Loved Ross making jokes about hot dogs. That was probably the highlight. Two, Eureka is trying too hard to make everything about her, like her quips are too rehearsed. And I kind of respect her for it, but mostly I find it annoying. And three, Nina Bonina Brown as a peach resonates with me i think because it looks so much like those gusher commercials from when we were little where the kids heads would turn into fruit and i loved it thank you hillary thank you um i definitely agree with the gushers comment mm-hmm. i've all i also saw a lot of people tweeting that mm-hmm. like they were tweeting screenshots and then i saw a lot of like copycat tweets mm-hmm. you know oh my God. Th- that 2017 is all about the copycat tweets. I know. I've been spotting a lot of thieves. People with, like, just a few more followers will, like, jump in yes. to get, like, all the spotlight. Not naming any names, but... <laughs> um, but Eureka. I'm not... This really in the episode... In the season, I'm not... I don't know if I'm willing to, like, go all in and defending her, but... Uh, I think there's, like, something to defend and something to argue against. The fact... I'll defend the fact that, like... She went in there, and with 13 queens, and this episode, like, shrunk into just an hour, when it should have been an hour and a half, like, she was able to get attention. There's something Bob the Drag Queen-esque about that. Mm, mm, mm. Like, like, sort of controlling the conversation in the room at all times. Yeah, 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 I see what you're saying. Um... But yeah, we'll see. I mean, there was the little back and forth with her and James Mansfield and Untucked, but... I saw on Twitter.com, it's all good between them. So, oh, good. Um, less can be said between uh, Nina Bobina and uh, Nicole Page Brooks <laughs> from Atlanta, Georgia. Two Georgia queens. Yeah. Nicole is going at Nina in sort of like a Fifi O'Hara towards Sharon Needles way. Oof. And it's like, Nicole, you were on season two and you like were voted <laughs> off fourth. Um I'm like surprised she even lasted that long. There is a new, there is a new Atlanta Georgia queen in my heart. Um, but yeah, did you want to talk about the hometown looks? Like what what struck stuck out to you? <laughs> Alexis Michelle's look with a message it really was like struck seven me. Seven messages. It was Black Lives Matter, like, elder care, elder care, equal rights, uh, equal pay, maybe. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, Im- yeah. it just said immigration. <laughs> Which is interesting because this was filmed last summer before like everything went crazy. Well, it's, everything was sort of going crazy. I know, but I feel like post-election, it went to a new level. This really resonates. But I do want to say, like, I don't like how they film almost a year before the show airs. It is bizarre. Like, it takes that long to piece together th- these episodes. It shouldn't. I mean, like, we have, like, America's Next Top Model, like, Project Runway. They all do this without... We have Big Brother. Yeah. Which films, like, the day of. Yeah. I don't know. I just wish, like, 
I feel like we could squeeze two seasons in every year. Mm. At least, like... But we talked about the fact that Bob's win in that whole season really got overshadowed by All-Stars. That's true. What they should be doing is filming in the summer, debut, like, in October. Wrap it up right before the holidays. Yeah, get on your feet. It's Get on your feet. Um... Other than that, this particular episode, before we get into like sort of our deep dive area, mm. the runway. Well, I think that was part of the Gaga effect. It where just, it was just like slapped together. Yeah, it just seems so bizarre because they've done challenges that were similar and used the regular runway. Yeah. So maybe the runway wasn't ready. I don't know. They rented the runway. Uh, before we do dive deep i do want to quickly say i'm so glad ross and carson are both back same like they were both actually really funny during the commentary yeah two stars whereas like i don't think i laughed at anything todrick said oh yeah todrick is over um so it was good to see them back uh so the whole idea of this deep dive is the fact that like the entrance montage has become a thing so, is there anyone from, like, this season's entrance that made a statement for you? Um, Gaga? <laughs> oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Tony? No, Ronnie from New Jersey? Um. Well, I, hold on. One thing I want to say. Them all feigning ignorance, like, when she walked in. Like, obviously, obviously they were all told they have to bring a Gaga look. Right. Yeah, I get you. It's mean. like... It was so obvious it was her. And, like, and the funny thing is, like, she did that little talking head as if, like, she was going to try to pretend for a while. But she walked in and then, like, revealed herself as Gaga. Well, I actually watched um, Charlie Hydes is trying, like, that thing that people do, like, having a YouTube presence to recap the Ooh, like Alex McCord. Yeah, I was thinking more like Katya. But, um, <laughs> and he said that, like, she actually did come over and try to, like try to do it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then what from his account, he guessed or whatever. He was like, do you have a boyfriend named Taylor? And she was like, I knew that you would be the one to guess because of like all the parody videos. Who I like the fact that Gaga knew who Charlie was. I, she was probably given like a rundown. They're actually going to throw her in there to the wolves. She's not going to come back leading the pack like Lisa <laughs> Vanderpump. <laughs> no, I think like she... Because when she did Charlie's uh, untucked review, like, she was speaking from a place of knowledge about him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think they sat her down in a room and, like, showed her his videos. Right. I know. But, like, I think she knew had the knowledge before, but I think she went in there, like, knowing, like, these are the queens who are competing. Okay. Fun fact. Like, uh, like just one of those lookbooks. So, besides um, Gaga. Besides Gaga. I'm trying to think now, like... Was there anyone? Well, Nina Bonina coming Nina. in as little a little mouse. Pheromone. Coming in as Christina Aguilera. <laughs> she peeked in. Um, I mean, Charlie tried it. It came across as more, like, corny. What was Charlie's? Just like, it's about to get shady in here. With I'll the glasses. Even, that would look like, like, I feel like her look looked like construction paper. Yeah. That wasn't very impressive. Yeah, and I feel like an older queen always tries like that kooky, like Mm-mm-mm. I don't know, James Mansfield <laughs> entrance. <laughs> James's eyes 
We're never focused this entire episode. The producers also did her like dirty. Dirty. They haven't done anyone dirty like that since uh uh, uh what's her name the club queen with Ornesha. Mother has arrived. Oh, yes, yes. Vivacious. Sorry, it took me like a second to jump through those hoops <laughs> to get there. Um, what about you? Any others? Um, let's see. Not really. I mean, this. I think we named like the ones that really stood out. So. When talking about past seasons, if we're going to start talking about that, Dan and I sort of just watched like a couple of videos that sort of were montages of like through the years. Yeah. And it's sort of like really a stark contrast from like seasons one, two, and three, three. to like now. And I think even four, even four, and even five a little bit. Mm, no, I think five is where they turned a page. I know, but it was like six where like they turned a page in like a real way where they like walked in stood there and posed for yeah well that was i think we both agree the most iconic entrance laganja's entrance yeah yeah yeah. come on season six let's get sickening yes like there's nothing more iconic than that agreed stands in the class by itself several other people have like done a version of it Mm -mm. uh ginger minge Come on, all stars, let's get this over with. Oh, yeah. And then. That was actually like Ginger's highlight from All Stars. And even Katya in season seven said, let's, said, come on, season seven, let's get sickening, but in Russian. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So that became an instantly iconic yes. moment. And then I think even like non drag race fans would like recognize that. Mm, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, also from that, I'm just going to like list a couple of my yeah. favorites. Also from that season, another good one that I actually really like, Courtney Act. She like runs in and says like, "This is an America's Next Top Model" and walks out. I thought that was cute. That was probably one of like Courtney's better moments. <laughs> yeah. See, she's I, no, but I, maybe, I just hold a grudge because she wasn't very nice to us in P Town. Oh my God, get over it. <laughs> get a grip, get a life, and get over it. Who's on your list? Gia Gunn. Oh, fresh d- off the boat. Season like, six tilapia which is a farm raised fish like a, not a good fish season six had a lot of good ones yeah even like even darian lakes now that i'm thinking of it like i thought oh, that yes. was cute yeah something about like bolting down the runway that's um, the thing though like sometimes they talk too long in yeah. theirs uh well Alyssa edwards and coco montrese both walking in yes Alyssa just was like getting in that gig getting in that gig and then like coco walking in and in walks Coco Montrese. <laughs> <laughs> Another similar moment um, was season was or was it the same season three? India Farah and that person whose name I don't even remember, Phoenix. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They had the same oh, outfit. Yes, they, it, like, they had both like that pink look. <laughs> it was like the like yeah, it wasn't even cute. Yeah, and that was really weird that they both had a very similar look. Right, but they try and then they tried to recreate the Alyssa Coco moment this season with Eureka and Trinity Taylor. Oh, it just didn't work though. Like they're pageant queens too. Trinity Taylor sort of looks like a lizard person. <sighs> Trinity Taylor, what's wrong with you? <laughs> she came in thinking she was the body. Oh yeah, and then Kamora Black came in. Ugh. Kamora is cute as a boy. Um, I think one of the early, like, iconic ones was Raja. Yes, I have that down, too, in all caps. She As walked, a little Teletubby. Yeah, and it was, like, when they had to open a door, so it was, like, always uncomfortable, and she comes in in that, like, weird, like, purple people eater 
headpiece. Mm-hmm. And it was like great because everyone was like, oh, we're not taking this Joker seriously, yada, 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 yada. Yeah. She went on to win Surprise Bitch. The Surprise same with bitch. Sharon was very similar. A little witch. Yeah, she was a little party city witch. Um, also, the, that weird all-star season one intros where they were like walking down the street. Tammy Brown's like looking like a psychopath <laughs> was iconic. <laughs> like um, waving to nobody. And then the tootsie uh, well, we talked about this already briefly in the recap, but Vivacious, Mother Has Arrived, I would place after Laganja. Really? Yes. I guess so. Because, like, it's so funny how like, that was so iconic, and then nothing else she did compared to that entrance. Oh, yeah. I mean... Was she kicked off first? I think so. Wasn't that sec- the season where it was like... Split. She half was third, and half. so she was kicked off like after the two. She oh, was the, the first split. to leave after the two intros. Um, oh, I don't want them to ever do that again. It was that acting challenge where she was the head in the box. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> Alaska was a good one too. Oh, with the horse mask. And I think it was like good because like people were expecting her maybe mm, because yeah, of yeah, Sharon, yeah. so she had to cover her face. Yeah. Uh, Manila and All-Stars I forgot about until we like refreshed our memories when she came in kind of like Cruella DeVille but with a head with a hand on her head yeah. holding like the Cruella cigarette thing yeah I think there were a lot of good All-Stars intros all around well because it's like they know what they're getting themselves into oh my god the worst happy Hunger Games bitches oh <laughs> so so embarrassing talking into his little headpiece if we ever talk about winners, I just want to chastise him. Yeah, we're going to do a winners one maybe at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, Tatiana in All-Stars walking Thank in. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's pretty iconic. Um, Especially of like the whole redemption. Nobody was expecting her. Yeah. Ginger in All-Stars 2 was embarrassing. I already mentioned her. Oh, when, you did? When she said... Oh Come yeah, on, yeah. I'm talking more about like her like reveal. Oh, yeah. Well, we neglected to mention those two poor reveals this episode: Charlie Hyde's and Pheromone, like not able to take off their look on the runway. Oh well, Charlie actually tried. Farah hesitated. <laughs> she she went to grab it <laughs> and then didn't. <laughs> um, any other like really truly iconic? Uh, intros. Huh, I think we covered all the ones I had. It's interesting, like, I feel like we'll probably come back to the seasons once we, like, are more connected to them. Yeah. No, I agree. You know? Yeah. Um, it's always too much. Like, I always say, like, for a dry race, it takes me, like, three episodes to, like, that's one thing get I, attached. That's one thing I did like about the season six, though, is because they were separate. So you got to know one group of them, then you got to yeah. know the other, then like the second group was obviously better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I just wasn't in love with that whole thing. Because then like two weeks later, I like forgot who the first group was. Yeah, Kelly Mantle. <laughs> Sad. Um, so yeah, obviously we're very excited that Drag Race is back. Um, so we'll be hearing more about that in weeks to come. So, I think it's time to wrap it up with The Queen and the Freak. Yes, and I'm very excited to talk about 
the freak and the queen this week. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I'll name the, the freak since I'm the one who found this uh, little situation. Oh, yeah. Go for it. <clears throat> so the freak this week is Bravo Andy on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so on Instagram, there's a, I don't follow like many celebrities or like I just follow like friends on Instagram for the most part. Yeah, and post like always <laughs> and, and just say wagon wheel what to z um but alex brought ramona facts to my attention which is which like is a good account which is a, it's a strange comedy account where they just post like an awkward picture of ramona and then like ramona believes every day is a women's international day <laughs> <laughs> there was a really good one that like ramona always spends st patrick's day in aspen <laughs> yeah it's like it's so weird uh so, so this account posted one with Ramona and Jax, like with her, with her kissing him on the cheek. And the caption is, Ramona knows just what Jax likes with a kissy face. Not that interesting or funny, but I noticed 46 people like this photo. And then the 47th one that shows up like when it's someone you know mm-hmm. was Bravo Andy. I love that he follows this account. Or even like stumbled upon this one photo for some reason and I know. liked it. What if he thinks that it's actually Ramona's account? No. He might. No. He might. This is a new account. Andrew, let us know. Let us know. Brennan, who is the one true queen this week? Well, the one true queen is actually someone we talked about on this year podcast last week. Mm. Also, um, uh, Queen Candace Kane is getting that paycheck. She's She got up in that gig. Y'all know her from just like a career of greatness, but more recently, I am Kate. Educating Kate. Um, She will be joining the magicians on sci-fi as the fairy queen she said quote i am so excited to be joining sci-fi as the emis- the magicians as the highly anticipated fairy queen <laughs> <laughs> it was so much fun transitioning into this dark and mysterious character and i cannot wait for fans to be immersed into her world and see how she affects fillery what's uh, fillery so i actually attempted to read these books mm-hmm. and i could not get through the first one it is just an unpleasant slog, but apparently people love the show. It's like Hogwarts, but adults. Uh, not adults. It's like Hogwarts f- for adults. I want to say because I think it's like high school. It's high school kids. Okay. Um, I just like they had a promotional still of her character, and she looked like when Gaga was like really unwell in that <laughs> in that like huge wig and like the powder on her face and like walking out of the car with her arms up. So we really look forward to seeing Candace Kane and the Magicians. Maybe I'm going to start it. Oh my god! If you were in this episode, that would have been your luck. Oh my god! I know the cocaine Gaga. Oh my god! I know. Oh, you I live wish. in a coke den with two little babies. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Dorit, next week. <laughs> this I... week. <gasps> <laughs> well, you just tra- traveled back to the past. <laughs> That is it for this week. Uh, make sure you just subscribe <laughs> on iTunes and Google Play and please leave a review. Yeah, we haven't had a review in a while. It'll help other freaks like you find us in this world. Um, follow us on Twitter or Facebook. We'll keep you up to a date with what's going on. Let you know when a new episode comes out. Let you know what the new episode is going to be about. We have Instagram and that's Come Through Queen Podcast. Yes. And we love hearing from you. Um, let 
the examples except for Cody this week as far as length goes. Yes. Be your guiding lights. So when when your content is fire like Cody, yes, you, you just break all the rules. <laughs> um, but you can give us a call at seven one seven four seven freak. That's seven one seven four seven freak. Yeah, Brendan, where can we find you online? At not Brendan, and we can find you at idk idk. That's true. Uh, so like, comment, subscribe. Heart show, retweet. Love me, love me. Please retweet. See you next week. Bye. I want to see you come through, queen. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.